Hi, and welcome to Intuitate Radio, your love and intuitive radio show. I'm your host, medium and intuitive dating expert, Marissa Liza Pell, and our co-host is in the studio. CJ West, and relationship expert and strategist here on this lovely and intuitive afternoon. Oh, you are so intuitive. And am I lovely? Yeah. Today is a Mighty Metal show. We have the original Bachelorette that's coming on the show. We sure do. Later on. OMG Trista, Trista. Trista. And she actually went on, the, I mean, The Bachelor's been on so many seasons, mm-hmm. and recently Juan Pablo, he just made a mess of the whole thing. Oh, this is incredible. But we're going to talk to her about this season, and we're also going to talk about her new book, Happily Ever After, The Life-Changing Power of a Grateful Heart, and it's really about be, having gratitude in relationships and how important sure. that is. I'm so excited to be talking to her, and I'm Me sure too. you are I'm too. Pumped. I, I can't wait so, to get her opinion on the whole Juan Pablo debacle. I know, and what being on The Bachelorette is like, right? You know, if it's just really scripted, or if it's just you know, if it really you have the opportunity to really get to know someone, and how you how you have to rely on your intuition in this. It's only like ten weeks to sure. meet someone and get proposed to. Exactly. Yeah, there's so, got to be intuition, practicality, and and again, we have to wonder. I wonder in some cases, and this came to me. This season, is it a ruse? Was Juan Pablo a ruse? Was Bad Brad Womack a ruse just to make for good TV, just to make it interesting? Were those seasons prearranged? Uh, I think Juan Pablo went on for publicity and for money. I, I think he's still in love with his, his baby mama, really. Yeah. I really. If you saw on the show, I saw their interaction. It was only a minute or two, <laughs> but I saw it and I read some blogs that confirmed it. So. It's, it, it was just it was just so absurd that I I wonder how it could be real reality because and just not completely written by by the producers. I I don't think they would write such. Uh, this is such a disappointment to the fans who've watched the series. Like it looks bad for ABC. It really does. I don't know. No, I think it does because they're not putting him on Dancing with the Stars now because of how he acted. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But that does create more intrigue around The Bachelor. Oh, I want to watch the next season. I can't wait to see how crazy the next person is. It was so disappointing. All right. Then we have different opinions. I mean, I thought Brad's seasons were the most entertaining Bachelor seasons ever. Well, we have to talk about that. He was hilarious. Never in a million years. All right. We'll get into that with her. Last week, I finally opened up about my love life. And this was the first time I've done it since the show aired. And the guy that uh, I went on a few dates with, mm-hmm. he actually pulled a disappearing act on pulled me. Pulled a disappearing act, but he reappeared. He reappeared. And normally- like Batman, he was there when you turned around. Normally, people don't get the opportunity, number one, to bring a guy back on who, who a disappearing act doesn't resurface um, most of the time. Second of all, the disappearing act doesn't come on a show to be grilled by a panel to try to go on a second date with you. And I think most importantly, the disappearing act is final. Once they disappear, <laughs> they don't resurface of, of their own choice. Right. And you don't really get answers. But this gentleman, Dell, resurfaced. Yeah, he resurfaced. He gave you answers without you soliciting them. And he was entirely 100% honest as to why he disappeared. Did you feel that he totally gave us the whole story? Do you feel like there's things that we might not know? <laughs> well, in, in hindsight, I mean, at the time, it sounded solid from you know what he had but there were some things that i mean it, it, there was a general feeling of that there there may be some things he he could be hiding still and what what do you think on an intuitive level that that might be he um he he wasn't direct about his feelings down deep his past uh there 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 could you know it, it, it sounds like there's there's heavy influence from his past from his history and, and I, I just in, in hindsight i see that uh, that it could present some sort of issue what kind in of terms issue? of him following through, like we, you know, he, he, the whole thing was your, your worry was, is he going to follow through? Right. Is right. this going to happen again? Right. And at that point, you know, we decided you have to leave it up in the air. It's up to, up to chance. I mean, if you need to take a risk, you have to take a risk. It's the only way you'll find out. And I mean, I, I have faith in him. And I, I still do. This is just coming to me in hindsight. 
Okay. No, I mean, I'm thinking it's it's going to be all right, but there's there's that little bit of chance. Well, what I mean, what do I have to look out for here? I, I mean, I'm looking to you guys for some objectivity here as far as what do I need to look out for going forward? And when do I allow myself to open up? Because now I'm a little guarded. I yeah, have oh, to absolutely. Say. And you should be. Now, luckily, you have every it, reason to be. it didn't go on too long. I mean, it was only two dates. So it's not like I was in a three year relationship with this guy yeah. and he just disappeared. Yeah. But we had a good connection going. Right. Luckily, it wasn't at the point where, you know, I'm ultimately hurt or something like that. So now, you know, we're back in contact. And, you know, I actually went on a second date with him after yeah. the show. We went to the movies, which mm-hmm. was nice. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed ourselves. But when when do I, you know, being the, the expert, because yeah. I can't see, I could, I could you, be intuitive for you. I was just going to say you're intuitive, yeah. but if it's with yourself, you could be wrapped up and blinded by what's going on. Exactly. You know, you will know, but you could be blinded. I think you need to you, you do need to keep that in mind. Although the intuition escapes with yourself in terms of prediction, all, all of that, you do have it within you. That being said, I don't think I mean you can't put a time limit on this. It's going to be you're going to have to watch them and you're going to have to see and I think the main thing you need to look for is consistency and openness. If you know you're talking, you're questioning him and and you get the hint that he's hiding things, he's not telling you things, he's not being entirely open, sincere. Um, red flag, you know, you've got to, you've got to take a look at that. And then before you open yourself, you need to see that that's not happening. You need to see consistency. You you need to see a break of his pattern of, of disappearing of what happened before. But should I look for other patterns? Absolutely. Okay. Always keep your your eyes open for other patterns. You never know what could pop up. I mean, you don't know this guy that well. It no, hasn't been I that long. I don't. But here's the, here's the, the issue here is that he is actually a quiet guy. Yeah. Which I'm not used to. Yeah. And that's a different type of personality. Right. So So we have to take that into account. Do I take quiet for not giving us the full story or do I take quiet for quiet? Because like, when you hear quiet, it's like, oh, this person's not going to self-disclose. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm a very, very talkative and I'm out there and extroverted, but I still am very private, which doesn't mm-hmm. seem that way. I guess from knowing me, you think that I tell everything and I really don't. Sure. My thing is he's quiet. He doesn't really like to talk too much about you know, his feelings. And I mean, maybe, maybe I could be wrong. I think maybe after Mm -hmm. time he would, Mm -hmm. but like, does quiet mean that he's going to hide things? What do you think? See, being intuitive, I I, I would like to speak to the audience about this. Not intuitively. What do you think in in your heart? If you could reach, you know, close off that intuitive thing. It's hard to close off the intuitive thing because. I can't believe you're playing with my tube of chapstick. I am because I have to think here. (laughs) Now, you know, I've had a lot of relationships my life and really i i believe that i knew within the first 10 seconds of meeting someone mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. was going to happen six months down the road sure. and i think we all do i think as and I, can you say that you've had that experience absolutely okay. absolutely so you know when I, you're I, not just in water. dating with meeting people friendships business associations you, you usually know i mean well you and i have an intuitive touch to kind of figure it out where it's going to go with someone or be able to read someone yeah so i mean at this point in time, it's like, you know, it's hard to say because I didn't have that vibe when I first met him. I It was mm-hmm. more of a neutral vibe. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, this is trouble or, oh, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread or, oh, sure. you know, it was more like I'm attracted. Yeah. And that's kind of where it hit me. Like, I kind of just felt, you know. Yeah. Like, and, and and I'm wondering if this is we're, we're taking it back to the slow burning flame rather than the strike of lightning explosion. 
It's, yeah. Whereas uh, the slow yeah. burning flame, there's not that spark, that that rage that that, that comes <laughs> when you, as soon as you meet someone. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But most of us look for that to say whether it's someone we want to yeah. date, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing to look for that or feel that. That's human. That's natural. And we shouldn't dismiss it. However, uh, th- this may be a practical relationship that develops um, probably on the way that it may that it's supposed to happen. You may not be set for the spark. The spark may be dangerous for you, and this may be weird for you because you're uncomfortable with it. You may not be used to this. Yeah, I'm used to a very, very intense, sure. you know, And that's uh, not happening startup. here. He's no. not. The personality is quiet. You're not used to that. You're yeah. used to an intense startup, and that's not what's happening here. So yeah. it's going to leave you wondering. It's going to leave you questioning, confused even, because uncomfortable. Because I'm used to a certain feeling. Yes, Right. Yes. But that feeling is usually dangerous to a lot of us. Yes. And it usually is the fireworks that actually burn into ashes once the, the mm-hmm. show is over. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much what's going on. But <clears throat> I have to say that, like, I'm used to people who are like, tell me words, a lot of words, and then they don't back up their words. Right. And he I can tell from being and, and a couple people said this that were on the show last time. I saw the way he looked at you. Mm-hmm. I saw the way he was being attentive to you. Yeah, I, I saw, saw too. The, there was a spark in his eyes. Yeah. Sparkle. And, you know, when we went to the movies, he was very attentive mm-hmm. to me. And I could tell by the way he was like reaching out, you know, and, and being attentive and being like listening to me. And uh, I, I think that that was a really great, great start. It's just for people like you and me who are kind of like that type of people, we, we have that we have that history of those intense relationships as a startup yeah. that that burn out. They, they burn out and, and mm-hmm. they fizzle out. And um, I guess it, it is weird for me when things aren't like obsessive and compulsive and, right. you know, and it, and it, and I after luckily I've been through the trenches enough by this point. This is what, you know, we were talking about last week. Like you've been to, through the trenches enough. You're not going to jump in to the deep end of the <clears throat> pool right away because you've been burned enough. You've been burned enough. So I'm lucky enough that I don't at this point in my life want to push things, you know, and move it forward. When it's not yes. right for me. And it, it's great that you're acknowledging that. Yeah. Because it's almost at the point where now you could see yourself do that. Yeah. Where the true you sees the part of you that wants to get burnt up in the spark. Yeah. So the, that's that's actually, you know, the, the, the first point of movement away from that pattern is once you recognize yourself doing it. Yeah. And I, and I think I have a lot more firm boundaries with myself now. Because Absolutely. You've developed. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to listen to somebody who tells me words. Right. I you like need to you. see actions. I do. Words are BS. I, a feeling, too. Yeah. I think somebody could tell you anything they want. But if you don't feel that energy coming from them sure. of sincerity sure. and care and concern, which is what I felt that he was bringing to the table, you know, last week, I felt mm-hmm. like he was genuinely interested. So actually, it's funny. He's actually calling right now on the We've line. We've got him on. Never in a million years did you think Dell would reappear after he disappeared. Actually, I did. Okay. Let's bring Dell on the line. <laughs> Dell, are you there? I am here. Hi. Hello, Dell. Hey, CJ, Marissa. We were, we were just talking about you. You didn't get to hear us talking about you in the beginning of the show, but we were going around and around about different things. And I'm really happy that you decided <laughs> to come on again and to talk about kind of an update of, of what happened after the show. Yeah, we want to hear from you, Dell. What, how was the date? What are your thoughts? What are your feelings after after going through this? Ta- tell us. Tell us more. You want me to kiss and tell? Absolutely. We, we we want it all. We yeah. want you to kiss and tell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I mean, I just, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Marissa's company. I mean, she's uh, a, a wonderful person. And we just, 
We just kept it low key. I mean, just went out, went out to a movie. Marissa was kind enough to show me that um, the arm uh, rests in between the chairs come up. Yeah, yeah nice. I was nice move. Figure, yeah. I was like, is he going to figure this out? Then he may be I unaware guess. and you yeah. made him aware. I sure. made him aware. And I just, I was like, you know what? I got to show you something. I have to inform He's like, how did you know about that? I said, well, I want to see if you knew about it. Now I'm going to put it up. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> I made a move. So, I love it. Yeah, I, de- yeah. I definitely like a woman who, uh, who isn't afraid to take the lead at the right moment. Del, were you aware that the, the armrests lifted? Now, now. I mean, this, okay. is, this, is, this is now. I'm not, this is my normal kind of thing. You know? <laughs> okay, understood. So, so, CJ and I were talking about how like we've both been involved in, not you and I, but all of us, have been involved in relationships that kind of started off like at the onset, like intense, and then they like mm-hmm. crash just spark. as spark. It's magical. Know. It's it's wonderful. It's meant to be. She's the LOML in a split second. Yeah. Right. And you've right. had that before, right? I uh, yeah, yeah. In in the past. I mean I try yeah, yes, I do know what it's like. And we were talking about how that's not completely healthy. Oh, not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you feeling now, Dell? Did you do you have that now, or you you are are you, are you approaching this in a, in a healthy, objective manner? Where are your emotions at? Where's your mind at? Comparing both of them, I uh, definitely um, looking at it from uh, both a logically and emotionally, uh, you know, stable kind of level. I mean, it, you ha- you <laughs> you have to have fire. You have to have a spark. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you know, it's just it's <laughs> almost like a business relationship, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so to speak. But sure. um, but uh, no, it, you can't. I don't. For, I, again, I can't speak for anybody else, but for myself, um, I know that that I do have to approach it slowly. But uh, I am allowed to uh, to really enjoy and, and indulge, and, and I'm allowed to get wrapped up in, in the heat of the moment and, mm-hmm. and the emotions and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yeah. But uh, now nah, I don't. I don't go down the yellow brick road of of everything getting uh, wild and wacky anymore. Otherwise, okay. it becomes kind of like the bipolar episode sure so i I mean it sounds like yeah you're recognizing those emotions as a human experience however you have to put you're able to fit reality around that absolutely Mm -hmm. well that's that's good that's good to hear and you have it in this in in this situation in terms of moving ahead i I, what what are your plans in in terms of i I mean what's next uh well marissa was kind enough to uh accompany me uh on a uh date to uh the Verizon Theater to go see a uh, Mozart. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, that—that's legit, man. I gotta hand it to you. Wow, I'm, I'm kind of blown away. That's a—that's a beautiful date. Yeah, the Philadelphia Orchestra. How yeah, are you feeling yeah. about that, Marissa? I was—I was like really, you know, because I've known, you know, I've known him. I haven't known him that long, and uh, you know, he—he's got an edge to him. I know, you know, he's. <laughs> rides motorcycles and mm-hmm. he's got tattoos so you didn't like, take him for a mozart guy. no no i didn't and i was <laughs> like like you know he he's a pretty you know he's a low-key guy and i and i and i'm i'm low-key a lot but i you know i like i like experiencing different levels of mm-hmm. the spectrum like i could be just as happy going to a five-star restaurant as i am sitting on the corner eating like sure. a great hot dog you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. I, but i like people that can kind of do both yeah. and i was really surprised like i wouldn't have been surprised if he was like hey you want to go to a rock concert sure because he knows i like music and yeah but when I got that text, I uh-huh. was like, that was, it's not easy to surprise me. It's oh, not yeah, I easy. know. Yeah. I could kind of read into someone how they are, what kind of dates they'd go on. Mm-hmm. And I was really taken back by that proposal. I was like, yeah. wow, like if he can kind of take me off guard like that, it kind of keeps me mentally in the game. Sure. It like, sure does. Yeah. Be like, wow, like, That's if, what you, need. you know, he, there's a lot more to this it's guy. It's not boring. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not boring. And and, and Dell's quiet, which is different. Mm-hmm. I was telling you that more than I'm used to. I'm used to like the intellectual banter back and forth, but it doesn't allow for that. You know, compatibility has to be kind of somewhat opposite sometimes to sure. really blend. You know, I, I think Dell. I don't. I didn't know how he was going to take my extroverted personality because it's a little much. Yeah, Dell. You know? How is that for you, Marissa's extroverted personality? <laughs> and I mean, when I met you, I only met you for a brief period. You seemed like a quiet guy. And as Marissa's talking, um, I mean, it sounds like that's your personality. And I'm wondering, is that your your natural disposition, or have you not come out of your shell yet? And and how you take Marissa's vibrant, for lack of a <laughs> wow. more insane term, personality. <laughs> Vibrant's an excellent word. I, I would uh, actually uh, also uh, say jovial. Um, but uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I mean, at first I'm I'm, I'm reserved. I would say, okay. but um, yeah, usually it's quiet ones you got to watch out for. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I'm a little concerned about. <laughs> there is some concern yeah, around that. I, I do have concern. I'm like, you see that you know. What's this quietness? Does, does that mean he's not going to disclose In our things? hindsight review, we yeah, did talk we did about, talk is about the that. quietness indicative of something else? Is it is it cause for concern? Or is it just your natural personality? No, I mean, it's, it goes along with the, with the same branding of, like, I don't rush into things anymore. <laughs> um, I'm not going to... I just, I like to observe. I mean, I think... Um, uh-huh. Okay. You know, I, I mean, I am a Scorpio. I mean, we let that cat out of bag. Uh, I think that is one of the uh, the telltale signs of is Scorpios are observers, and uh, yeah, I, I do observe them where mm-hmm. my surroundings and everything that's going on, and and then that's just how it goes. I mean, don't get me wrong; mm-hmm. I'm not here than a bar snack. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. so, no, yeah. I, I hear you. That's one of the signs of when you're getting on track to more healthier relationships. You become able to observe as opposed to getting wrapped in into it and attaching to all of that, all those feelings and the fantasy and dreams. Yeah, like how do you deal with the intensity? Because I know you and I are both very intense people. Both of us feel intensely. Like it's hard for me to like reel that back in once I hit it. And you're a Scorpio. And Trist is actually a Scorpio. Trist is a Scorpio. So how do you manage that? Because I know it's hard for me once I hear a certain point, if I feel that intensity in a relationship to reel it back, it's very difficult. You just mastered some sort of plan like where you're able to like stop it and some practical areas that you've worked on? No, I think, I think that I just, you just rem- you just think of back when in the past, when you've just jumped in to the deep end of the pool and, uh, you know, it's not worked out too well. So good. So you just, you just think of uh, the pain and, and how it worked out in the past and just said, you know, well, you know, let's, uh, let's not do that again. All right. Well, and- rock science. Mm-hmm. So it I'm sounds excited. to me, it, it sounds to me like Dell, there's kind of a spectrum in this growth and people bounce back and forth until they get to a point where they just start to move forward. And it sounds like Dell is getting close to or is at the point where he's moving forward and putting the explosion, codependent, addictive relationships, however you want to term them, behind right. him. Right. Well, I'm, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm really excited about this Philadelphia Orchestra date. Me too. Um, really surprised, really impressed. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you again and and going on another date with you. I might buy a ticket somewhere else in the theater <laughs> and just observe. <laughs> Not even going to tell you. Yeah. All right. Well, Del, we appreciate you coming on and I'll be in touch. Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks again, Del. Thank you guys for having me on. All okay. Right. This is Trista Sutter. Hello, the Trista. Ori- the original Bachelorette. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How Fabulous. are you? I'm doing good. And I'm, I want to get into your book, but before we get into that, are you? did you watch the season of The Bachelor? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I have to tell you, Trista, that as an intuitive, as a medium, when I first saw 
and I have a very extreme opinion on this, but when I first saw Juan Pablo's picture, when I first saw him on the first show, I did feel a little shadiness. I didn't feel like he was being totally honest. And then I saw him uh, with Carla in, in the one, the one screenshot where they were at the, uh, his daughter's yeah. recital. And I felt something at that moment. I felt that there was still some unresolved stuff in his heart for her. And it was only about 30 seconds, you know, Yeah. but I still feel that there was, there's something unresolved with him, with her. And that's why he can't move forward. And that hasn't been talked about, but that's just how I felt. But, Interesting. you know, from an intuitive standpoint, I wonder the audience seemed like after he was starting to reveal himself more and more and more, they seemed to be very intuitive with what the girls weren't seeing the final two girls. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering why the producers, okay, like that put him through this interview process yeah. would choose someone and not get that feeling that, that this would be what would happen. And my question is, that's a great question, but I'm wondering, was this a ruse? Is he a ruse? Was Brad Womack a ruse just to, to make The Bachelor more popular and make for oh, better God, TV? No, no. no I don't they think so either. Plan. They I mean, can't it's so plan absurd. what's going to happen. You know, they, they just have to go with their gut with who they think is going to be the best Bachelor or the best fit for the, for the lead. And they can't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think they should have the bachelorette medium. How did, <laughs> how did Juan Pablo Swift slip through the cracks? Yeah, how, I mean, how did these, they must put so many people through a strict interview process. How did they pick somebody like him and not see this? He was a fan favorite. I mean, everyone loved him. So yeah. that's why they picked him. I've always been someone who has wanted for them to pick someone out of obscurity, you know, and don't go with anyone who's been on the show and just someone who's really successful and very intelligent and very cute and, uh-huh. you know, that. Like, start from the beginning again. Sure. But, yeah, they never listen to me. Yeah, see, they <laughs> Can you tell us uh, um, anything about the selection process? Like, what's it like? Well, you definitely go through pretty stringent questionnaires and interviews. And, I mean, they do drug testing and blood work. And, wow. Hmm. And a psychological test that's crazy. <laughs> and then um, they, they get these psychos on the show who yeah. are like nuts. Some yeah, well, people. I think they probably leave a couple on there just you know, <laughs> yes. to make, make things exciting. Yeah, yeah they, um, they use that psych test to their advantage, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and the, I mean, the way he disrespected Chris Harrison, who is the nicest guy. Yeah. Chris Harrison rules. I mean, not. Were you upset? Upset. With, with this, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, I I, def- I write a blog for Parade.com and Parade Magazine's online site. And, um, you know, I got into it about that. I just, I did feel like he was disrespectful. I, um, I'm, I'm a, you know, Chris is a good friend of ours. I do think that Chris kind of wouldn't let the, can you say I love you? Can you, he wouldn't let that go. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's not his fault. He had people in his ear telling him what to ask. You know, I just, I am, a, obviously it happened for me. And I found my love story, but I don't think that it has to happen for everyone. It shouldn't be forced. If he wasn't ready to say it, he wasn't ready to say it. If he's not ready to propose, he's not ready to propose. And I actually really respect that, that Mm -hmm. he didn't, you know, take the pressure and do what he wasn't feeling at the time. But I do feel like he was disrespectful, not only to Chris, but to the girls as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just, that was hard to see. You know what I'm saying? To watch uh, while he did it to one girl after the other after the other. I I just have to ask you this. Because the, you know, when you're on that show, you're only about eight to ten weeks, you know, where you get to know someone. I'm assuming you have a successful relationship and and you got married and, and everything worked out for you. Did you have to use your intuition during that show, and, and did you struggle with it? Oh, for sure. I think that's my biggest piece of advice for 
anyone going on the show um, is to use your gut instinct and, and go with what your instinct is telling you. I have been burned in the past before I started that show and didn't listen to my gut, so I knew how important it was for me to do so. And yeah, for sure, I was constantly drawn to Ryan and, and knew I needed to listen to what my what my gut was telling me to do. Yeah, and that was, feeling. Was there an unhealthy side of yourself in your head that was drawn to another person? And you, was there any point in time where that was kind of tested, where you were like, oh... No. Not, you know, not necessarily in, an, in a, a tested kind of way. I, I feel like, you know, I only had six weeks. Um, wow. And that's a lot. That's, that's not a, a lot. I know. Time. It's crazy. You know, yeah. we fell in love. But, yeah, it happened. But, anyway, I the six weeks in time, I used that to really try to get to know the guy, know if I was compatible with them. But it's a two-way street. Like, if he wasn't feeling me, then, hey, it's, you know, it's a two-way street. Um, I don't ever look at it as a competition. I look at it as just two people mm-hmm. meeting each other, even though there are multiple people on the show, like meeting each person and really giving your time to that person and figuring out if you're compatible. So, you know, I think it was more of, you know, I was learning about each person in, in its own time. Uh-huh. Um, and not necessarily was I being tested by others, but, you know, just, just trying to give myself fully to the process and learn as much as I could about each guy. Was it difficult going through that process uh, when you only had little, you know, minutes of alone time with them? Oh, for sure. But what I will say is that you're, you're completely focused on that. Mm -hmm. Um, You have no job to report to. You cannot talk to your friends. You can't talk to your family. You can't be on email. You can't have a computer. You can't watch television. You can't go to the movies. You can't blah, 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 blah. So there's no interference advice? No, nothing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, think of if you just let everything in your life go except solely focusing on finding love, you know? Yeah. It's it's crazy that it happens in six weeks, but it is like speed dating, if you will. You're you're left with your heart and and I mean that being said that you have no outside contact, that makes a lot more a lot more understandable and and a lot more reasonable than most people would feel is unreasonable. Yeah. Now when did you know intuitively that Ryan was the man for you during the process of that show? I think I, I I I've usually said I was falling in love in Vail on our hometown, on his hometown date, and then I fell in love in Seattle, which was the overnight date. But did I, you have, like, an like when you saw him come out of the limo, did you have any sort of, uh, like... I was drawn to him. Okay, so there was a there magnetic were, were, pull. He was one of, like, four guys that I was drawn to and that I was focused on, you know, kind of the, the top of the list. You know, it wasn't like, I'm going to marry that man the first time I saw him. But he was very good looking. He was kind of the picture of what I had looked for in tall, dark, and handsome. And he seemed like he had a kind heart. And, you know, I I was drawn to him, but I was also drawn to others. You know? Right. And you have that struggle with especially some of the men that I've seen, The Bachelor. They have that struggle at the end where they really don't know who to pick. Did you ever have that really tough struggle toward the end of really not knowing or did you really know? No, I knew. But my struggle came from being the the one who was brokenhearted at the end of The Bachelor. You know, Alex yes. told me that he was going to choose me two days before, and then he didn't choose me. So I didn't trust myself until the very final day because I wanted to make sure that I had learned as much as possible about each guy and 
and knew 100% what I was going to do because maybe halfway through I could think, oh, I'm having a great connection with Ryan, but Charlie is who I'm supposed to pick. So I, mm-hmm. I wanted to give myself completely until the last moment because of what had happened to me on The Bachelor. Oh, I completely understand. You were very yeah. cautious. And, you know, going segueing into your book, um, Happily yeah. Ever After, The Life-Changing Power of a Grateful Heart, I, I also really believe that gratitude plays such an important role in, in relationships because you can, it's so easy to see what's wrong and what's not working right. It, this seems like a spiritual kind of element to it, you know, to your book. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it, it has to be. You know, you need to be... It's not necessarily being grateful to a higher power, but you can think of it that way. I'm certainly grateful to God for, you know, the way that my life has has panned out. But I think it's also about just being grateful for your experiences. And if you don't believe in a higher power, then just being grateful for yourself and, you know, finding that... I, I don't quite know what I'm saying, but... That's okay. um, yeah, no. it, it, it is it is a very powerful force, and the reason I wanted to write the book is to inspire people and have it be meaningful and not just write a book to write mm-hmm. a book, not just write a book to have it be, you know, oh, this is my story. If you watch The Bachelor mm-hmm. or The Bachelorette and you want to know more, here it is. You know, sure. yes, of course, yeah. I include stories in there from my life, um, but it's because I'm sharing the stories that have played a powerful role in my life and not just for right. the sake of being more famous, if you will. You know, I, I really am hoping that it touches people. And I've actually received a lot of feedback from from people on social media and even in person that have been thanking me for writing the book and saying that it's touched their lives, it's changing their lives, it's changing their perspective, mm-hmm. it's helping their th- them through really hard times. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to do so. Yeah, it's great because when people have true and honest gratitude in their lives, they're happy, and right. then they start to attract other people. Yeah, and when you focus on the positive, the po- the positive is what you see. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yes. you know, the positive is what fills your life. So, it's honestly as simple as that. When you, I share a story in the book about how you know I'm a stay at home and I call myself a stay at home and work mom. And you know, I'll, I'll, if you look at a mess. In, in the room, which I'm looking at one right now, a pile of laundry and some <laughs> Easter stuff that we're trying to get out. And I could look at that mess and say, one more thing I have to do. But instead, I can turn that around and say, you know what? I'm very blessed. I have a roof over my head. I have lots of fun decorations for a fun holiday coming up that the kids are really excited about. I have clothing, you know, to clothe myself. And, you know, just it's a way, it's a perspective. It's a lifestyle. And if people embrace it, I... I would say promise, but, you know, it's all about what they do with it. Um, but I would promise that they live a happier life. It's beautiful, yeah. It's, it's like choosing what lens to, to use, what, what, what frame to put the piece of art in. Right, exactly. Yes, yeah. Exactly. And I, I saw that you went to uh, Sean and Catherine's wedding. I, I saw did. you there. And yeah. that seemed like a magical moment. And it seemed, it was. It seemed real, uh, you know. Oh, which yeah. Is, I mean, you can you can see the love between them when they're um, when you're there in person. But not only that, on on pictures and on television. I mean, it reads. They definitely fell in love and are one of the success stories. Thankfully, you know, I'm always rooting for for the couples <laughs> yes. because we are kind of one part of a crazy family. But yeah, it was it was a beautiful beautiful wedding. Awesome. And what would you say just to anyone who would ask you what are this you know a, a secret or something you would 
say is a, a successful element to your marriage or just a tip that maybe you can give people that keeps things, you know, on a good, in a good place with a marriage, a good marriage? You know, I think it comes back to gratitude and really um, being grateful for the person that you fell in love with and honoring that person, allowing them to be who they are. Ryan, like when he wants to go skiing or mountain biking, allowing him to do that because that's who he is. It's not something that is is my cup of tea, but I want to honor him and respect him and embrace who he is and vice versa. You know, if I want to go out for a drink with my girlfriends or go shopping or whatever, you know, hopefully he would be, you know, able to honor that because he appreciates who he fell in love with and wants to continue that. So I think it's about respect, respecting each other and really sharing time together, making time, creating time together, especially if your parents really carving out that time because it is the most important relationship in your life or it should be. And would you say you're just as in love today as you were 10 years ago? Oh, for sure. Um, We actually are happier than we've ever been. And it's funny because it was announced a couple months ago that we're going to be doing a show called Marriage Bootcamp on WeTV. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's great. Well, honestly, it's funny because people are writing me and saying, oh, I'm so disappointed that you're on the show and so sad. But what, what I... What is so frustrating to me about our culture, and not people in individually when they write me that, because I know that when they're writing me, they're just, it's coming from a place of concern, like they don't want us, they want us to be together forever, you know. Um, what is so frustrating about our culture is that people automatically assume that if you are getting any kind of outside help, that you're in a bad place. Right. And we had this opportunity to work on our relationship and fully invest you know, a couple of weeks with these directors that that do this for a living and really get down deep into our relationship and talk about, you know, issues that we have because we're like any normal couple. We have issues. We are happier than ever, but we want people to know. You're human. That, You're human. Yeah, we're, yeah. First of all, that we're human. Second of all, that you don't have to be in a bad place to want to work on your marriage. You should always put effort mm. into the important relationships in your life. Um, Prevention, preventing mm-hmm. the problem. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, yes, we are we are very, very happy and just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary. Wow, wow congratulations. Yeah. Life That's is great. Good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on yeah, to a date radio. Yeah, thanks We appreciate it. And, yeah, uh, no worries. Um, you know, if you're a medium, can I ask you a really quick question? Sure. Uh, my son has been having night terrors since okay. he was young. Yeah. What are your thoughts on night terrors? Sometimes. Uh, do you believe in past lives? Reincarnation? You know, well, it's interesting because I spoke with someone and they mentioned indigo children. Yeah, it's it's that's kind of like the generation uh, indigo children. But past lives, I... Uh, a friend of mine, her name's Carol Bowman, and she writes. A, she wrote a book called Children's Past Lives, and she was actually on Oprah. She found out, she went, got into this field because of how many kids were having fears, you know, through going to fireworks shows, and they were freaking out, and, and she started doing past life regression, and a lot of it was coming from their remembrances of traumatic events in past lives. So oh I would urge you to, I also feel just intuitively, I'm getting a feeling that there's something in his food that's not agreeing with him. Um, I'm getting a, not a food allergy, but a food sensitivity that could be causing some something going on chemically with him when he's sleeping. So I don't know how much sugar he eats or if he eats a lot of stuff with maybe something with a preservative that may not or a dye. Doesn't. We, we try to do as much organic as we can. And Yeah, know. it's something it could be something with uh, his metabolic process because I'm picking up something slightly medical, too. Interesting. 
So it's, well, thank you. Yeah. And if you want to know more, you know, I can definitely extend that to you. You want to, you know, you put your you know, PR person in touch with me and I could do a longer session for you. you know, I would love that. I, right. I, I mean, honestly, I, he had one again, not last night, but the night before. And it is the most unsettling feeling and helpless feeling as a parent. And, you know, cause he doesn't know what's going on. You can't calm him down. He has to just get through it and he doesn't remember it in the morning. So yeah, call me. Um, we can, really difficult. I'll talk to you. And I, if, you know, I like to see a picture of someone when I'm looking at medical stuff and yeah. I'm not a doctor, so I have to put that out there. I don't diagnose no, course, tree, but I, I do have a list of referrals. If, if I feel something that I can and refer out to, but please, you know, I, I'm going to offer that to you and, you Thank know, have you. get in touch with me and we'll do a phone call. Cause it's much easier when I have a photo uh, yeah. to look into that. Easy done. Okay. okay awesome. Well, thanks guys. I really appreciate it. And if anyone wants to know more about the book or my collection, you can go to tristasetter.com. Thank you Thanks, so much, Krista. Krista. Thanks, guys. All Thanks, right. Guys. Have a great day. That was awesome. And I'm so excited to have gotten those insights from her. It beautiful. was great. It was beautiful. I feel yeah. like I'm part of the bachelorette, like, I don't know, like vibe here. Lifestyle yeah. vibe. Yeah. Yeah. The energy. We're yeah. in. We're in. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good day. It was a great day. It was a great How show. How exciting to talk to after this whole Juan Pablo. I mean, it just made everything look like a ruse. And yeah. You know, and it's and it's like to talk to someone who went through this process and actually found it was fabulous. Love, it makes me believe in love again. Yeah, it gave us a lot of insight, and I was really um, taken aback. I mean, and she went with when the she burn. really said that there's absolutely no out, outside contact, and it, you know it, that it struck me. There's no calling friends. There's no advice. There's no seeing therapists. There's no. It's you're left with you and your heart. Wow, that's so sweet. That's it. That's all she like. She all she had to focus on was what's going on there. So it kind of makes it more realistic. That's six weeks. It kind of takes the stigma out of, uh, it's a six-week BS thing. It's never going to work. And she talked about the slow burn, too, that we had talked about and Della talked about. It was, like, all kind of connected. Like, she actually wasn't having that visceral reaction with him either. Exactly. She didn't know. It was a selection process. Right. And it took her a while to figure that out, even Mm -hmm. though it was 10 weeks. But I think once you know, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But a lot of people think you should know within the first, like, free dates and sometimes you don't or within the first split second like me yeah <laughs> with sarah in colorado oh man well, i just take, know that'll take i think next week we're bringing on her best friend right yeah we've got Kristen coming on next week all right well i'm excited to go to the philly orchestra i don't know um me too because i'm gonna be yeah. there at, a, at a, in a different seat with and those just little binocular over you guys yeah don't they have those they, little binoculars? Up on the yeah. yeah and you'll a little bit could you just look like completely psycho because that'd be awesome yeah i'll just i'll go all out I'll yeah. be nuts. Could you put on like like a Phantom of the Opera outfit? Yeah, I'll, I'll go in costume. And a wig. I'll totally be in costume. <laughs> wig. Uh, wow. I'm thinking maybe 18th century. Yeah. Yeah. Just look really creepy and psycho. Garb. And Regalia. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, hey, let's talk about your love life because you know what? You've been off the hook for a couple weeks. I sure have. So what's going on? I got nothing right now. <laughs> what? I got nothing. I mean, people are, are popping in and out. I had a disappearing act. Did? Well, yeah. I was supposed to go on a date with someone, you know, leading up to it. Uh, we were texting and the date was set for a Sunday night. The person she had, you know, it was the first that Sunday afternoon. It was her first day of uh, like this intense training program, physically demanding. And, you know, I mean, it, even before she went into it, I was like, okay, it's probably going to, you know, be really probably gonna kill her body you know I, I may have to expect that she may not be down and i was understanding about that she said yeah i'm really sore you know can't do it i said you want to talk on the phone sure and she said let's either do that or go out for drinks the night wore on she kind of i don't know i mean 
said she'd get back to me at six. It was like seven thirty. Finally, I texted her. I said, I'm, "I'm out with friends." And then I wore on. Then she said it was kind of like, "Let's talk, let's talk again." And she said, "Yeah." Well, her last text was something like, "Let's talk tomorrow." Never heard back from her. The Do ball I know is, about this? The ball is still in her court. Who's this? Yeah, I told you about this. What's the first initial? This is C. C. Chris. Chris. Yeah, Christine. Oh, oh, yeah. I thought that was going to happen, yeah. too. The ball was left in her court, um, and I never got a ball back. So what I may do is grab a <laughs> ball and actually uh, ship a ball to her and just a little note that says it's in your court. What do you think of that, Ted? You think you should do Good that? I, yeah, Ted, Ted agrees. I, I think you should save the ball in the court situation for something like really like shocking and big. Like, I don't think you should. I mean, you guys didn't even go on a date. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. You know what? You, so you're saying like maybe something that's been going on for a little while, all of a sudden, you know, it looks good. Then they disappear with yeah. ball in their court. Like, I don't hear from him. Then they get a ball. Right. I think that would have been good for Dell when he disappeared. Like not just any balls. Yeah. One of those huge balls. <laughs> yeah. Like that. What are like they, the scrunch balls? No, like an enormous ball. <laughs> a yoga ball. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the biggest <laughs> balls I could find on the market. And then that gets shipped to her house. Maybe they wouldn't understand what, that being a ball, though. They think it's a yoga. It thing. doesn't matter. We get a kick out of it. That's all that really matters. It'd be worth it we if we got a kick out of we it. We need somebody to tape the delivery. We do. Yeah. The delivery and the reaction kind of has to be documented. Yeah. Maybe Ted could do that. Ted, <laughs> you in? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I feel so there's like that. And then we've got, uh, do we have time for the other thing that's been going on? We talked about this last week. There was Sarah, yeah, who yeah. first agreed to go out with me, asked her out, didn't hear back from her. We had her on the show. It was an age issue. We thought that was resolved. She agreed to go out with me again and come on the show. Asked her out again. Nothing. I got nothing. Wow. Yeah. I think she's probably just being nice. That's fine. And that's okay. But yeah. I mean, again, let's take it back to uh, the, the initial person with that pretty lengthy text volley. Don't be nice. Be honest. Let's talk say about- Say no. You know, be I, like Sarah 1.0 and just say no. I know what could help. Hmm. Product in the hair. Uh, absolutely <laughs> not. We've been down this road before. I do I not really use product. Not. I refuse to use product. I had an I ex-girlfriend that forced me to use product, <laughs> and I thought I looked ridiculous. Especially today, looking at those old photos, I, I look. You have like, the old photos? Where I are have they? Tons I wanna, of I old photos. See. Can I see the hair with the product? Yeah, again? I'll, I'll show you I'm photos sure where I look phenomenal. like a total. Like I don't even like a <laughs> god. Like Paulie really... D from Jersey Shore. I just, <laughs> product does not belong in my hair. I think some it, people it's for some people and some people get away with it, but it's not for me. I look worse, no, but I was I think, forced. I she made me wear product and she made me wax my eyebrows. And I, that, that was oh like, my God. Oh. I don't think she did. She forced me to. She, she made you wax your eyebrows. She harassed me until I cracked. And I just <laughs> said, I've got to do this just to just make her stop. Wow. And how did it go over? I looked, <laughs> it was way too like polished and perfect and accurate. Can I talk the about eyebrows, eyebrows real quick? It was very metro. Can yeah. I say that mm-hmm. I couldn't get an eyebrow wax for the date yesterday because I've been really busy. So I actually plucked my eyebrows by, like, by hands. Like, God, that sounds excruciating. But I did it for, for love, man. You did it for love. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I told him about it, and he was impressed that I did that. Pain means nothing in love. No. And I mean... There is no pain in love. You gotta look good when you go out on a date. You gotta I get mean, a quote from Jack Steadman on that. You gotta get a quote from Ted. I think he knows more than Jack. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Intuitate Radio is your spot for intuition, relationships, and love, and it's going to get better every week. It sure is. We're following two women's love lives. We're following your love life, my love life. Keep coming back because it works. Intuitate Radio.